Hello and welcome to episode 480 of the Leak House Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Thinking Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockarts. Hey, oh, what's good? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Another Wednesday, another dollar. That's what the old saying is. We have $480. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Pog, guys. About five months until our 500th episode. Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah. Um... So we've got a couple new patrons on the show. Uh, Aiden has an Evelyn story he's going to tell us about. Uh, cowboy hat. Um, we've got a little bit of uh, leak cast news. We've got a lot of rising news, including a new patch. Um, we've got one starry. We're not going to do a, a uh, guaranteed guffaw this week, unless Colton, you have something real quick. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Okay. One, but it'll be real yeah, quick. So we'll do, we'll do it real quick. Um, We've got a roundtable from last week and this week, and we have, uh, I counted, by the way, we have 21 emails. Um, So I'm going to preface this entire show by saying we're probably not going to be able to spend a lot of time on every single email. Um, So if you're you're one of the people who sent in an email, I apologize that it's short, but everyone sent in an email this week, and we want to get to them all. So um, we'll try to limit it to about, I don't know, three or four minutes per at the most. 20, 20 seconds for email. <laughs> yeah. Um, sweet. Aiden, why don't you tell us about your week? Yeah, I didn't play too much League up until uh, a couple of days ago, and then I finally played a couple games ranked because uh, I didn't play ranked for like a week pretty well. Other than like ARAMs, I didn't play any League for like a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I played two games on my Smurf, which is Diamond 3. <laughs> it oh just sounds God. so dumb to call my Smurf Diamond 3. Uh, but I won them both, so I'm like one game away from D2 Fuck. on my Smurf, which feels really <laughs> <Fuck>. good. <laughs> um so i don't know i'm slowly like trying to climb all my accounts like up you know what I mean? like because it feels like i have like a little more security if i'm like playing them all up at the same time rather than yeah. like, grinding one up because then it feels really bad if the one account drops for example mm-hmm. um but if i have three accounts near that yellow doesn't feel nearly as bad um <laughs> yeah so i'm trying to get all my accounts up i do want to grind i might make a push for master is like the main thing Ooh. i think hitting d1 would be cool i haven't been d1 since season seven which is cool so i would like to make a push for that uh, getting Master Gear would be insane. I think I can do it this season. Uh, I think I definitely have to do it within the next month, which we'll get to uh, talking <laughs> about in like a little bit. Um, but it's been going well. Uh, I've I've been enjoying enjoying League for the most part. Uh, what about nice. you, Colton? Yeah, I've played a decent amount of solo queue uh, over the weekend. How'd you do? Um, uh, six wins, one loss. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah, I've been. I've been playing Zachary, and tanks are fucked. I think Zach's the best um, in the game right now. Yeah, Zach's, Zach's pretty nutty. Um, he does too much damage, even when you build him full tank, and he does crazy damage if you go uh, Dominic's Embrace. I'm calling it that regardless of the actual spelling. <laughs> um, oh, nice. You got, clear... to, you got to plot one. Yeah, That's his sick. clear's not crazy fast, from my experience at least. Um, like it's it's good, but it's not like Udir good, you know. I think um, um, he... I, I I so I played um spoiler a little bit. Uh, I played Zach Top in our community night, and with Zach Top you max W first. I think it might be worthwhile to put like a second value point into his W to get the damage up a little bit. Um, it does take away from your E, like, but I I, I think. 
the difference between like a level four Ezac and a level five Ezac is not too crazy, <laughs> but it might speed up your like yeah, your yeah. jungle clear, you know, pretty significantly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll probably tinker around with it at some point, mm. um, but even even with just the one point, it's again it's still a pretty decent clear. I mean, any like power farm jungler is gonna outpace you, but you don't really pick Zack to power farm. You pick him because his ganks are nutty. Mm. He can solo dragon pretty early and pretty safely. Uh, as as well as he's just got access to ridiculous paths that. You know, only the likes of a couple others like Kane can really do, because mm -hmm. uh, his his E might as well be ignore terrain. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, like at, at at level I think three E, you can jump from the Krug pit into Dragon or vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, you can you know get uh, at at the, like the max rank. You can get like into the red buff pit. Uh, which is really good for either invading or getting out. Uh, one of the things I'll do pretty often is like if I'm stealing their topside Krugs, like their jungler might find me there, and I just like start charging my E and I jump into the fucking Baron pit, and it's like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. You can't follow me over all of this instantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, or like people try and chase you, and you just like, okay, cool. I'm gonna tank two auto attacks while I charge my E, and then I'm gone. Uh, it's so crazy. It's, it's crazy that a character who like his primary ability is for mobility like zach and you don't re i feel like you don't really use it to clear the jungle aside from moving from camp to camp yeah i mean it does a lot of base damage it does it in does the jungle, yeah um which is kind of wild how much damage he actually does mm -hmm. uh but if you're doing well on zach like that e just helps you pretty much never die mm -hmm. yeah, um, like sure. in in the games i'm doing well i normally have only like one or two deaths maybe and a lot of times it's because I'm, like, hard forcing something to guarantee. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's been pretty much it for Ranked. Uh, still been on my Slay the Spire grind, uh, trying to get up through the Ascension levels in that game. But that's about it in terms of video games, real-life stuff. Still got condo paperwork and meetings with people. But I'm going to hand it over to the lad nick cooper since we got a lot going on this show no um i feel like this is kind of a normal week for me i don't know if i really did anything um savannah and i are still watching through the good place it's gotten very good and it's probably one of the least predictable shows that i've ever watched at least with my tiny you know smooth brain but super good how far into it are you um we are towards the end of season three they just they just went to the accountants for the first time okay okay so, making pretty good progress yeah um i think that's kind of it for me i didn't i didn't have a lot to to talk about um so we'll just get right into the show we've got three new patrons shout out to taylor dr hafa reher um and t salty thank you for uh supporting on patreon we appreciate it a bunch aiden you have an evelyn story uh, just like a short little thing that I thought was funny. I meant to bring it up a couple weeks ago when it happened. But um, so you know how we had the Evelyn story months ago, Nick, of well, mm -hmm. years ago, I guess at this point, with, with the, it wasn't years a gank, ago, yeah. it was a save. Mm -hmm. um, I have something. Dude, that's probably season five, yeah. honestly. Um, I have almost as good, man. It's it's not as good because like it's like used less, but um, we were just crushing this game. Uh, it was kind of just like a fun game playing solo queue at like Diamond 4, right? Mm-hmm. 
we're just crushing. Uh, it was one of those like goofy games though, where like I was kind of just playing silly because I was streaming and stuff like that. So I forgot to level my um, E on Tom Kench for a while. Like I didn't mm-hmm. put a point in at level three. So then it was one of those things where wow. if you don't put a point into your ability that you don't like putting, like that you don't do at level three, that usually you don't end up starting putting points into it like level fourteen or whatever. You yeah. keep forgetting because at level mm-hmm. five you forget, then at level six you forget, then at level seven you forget. Mm-hmm. And by the time it was level eight, I still didn't put a point in my E. So like chat bet me. Um, uh, like five subs that if I <laughs> how long I would uh, how long it would take for me to put a point in so I like didn't put a point into like level 13 or something like that um, into okay. my ES Tom Kench but we were just crushing but then we started losing and our Evelyn Uh-oh. aka the juice queen as she was uh, deemed in, our, in Twitch <laughs> chat um, okay. she was hard carrying but then she would just go for these plays where she'd just like run in 1v5 and just kill herself and then we'd go dude what are you doing you just ran in 1v5 and died and she'd just go yeehaw <laughs> she was just that's all she would say is just yeehaw and then nothing else and then she would do it again dude you gotta play you gotta play safer just yeehaw (laughs) so i think that's aiden i didn't i didn't know i played a game with you this week yeah so now i think that's the funniest way to like if you ever like fuck something up like just make a dumbass play you just say yeehaw in in, like team chat and (laughs) i don't know how you're supposed to respond oh yeah so we've determined that like yeah evelyn's uh now the juice queen and if you make plays like that you just type yeehaw to get out of the the criticism so it's fun that was my short little evelyn story though nice um, yeehaw yeah oh uh, cool. the cowboy uh emoji is very appropriate yeah <laughs> um sweet okay so let's get into the 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 new news um so first up we have what chrono shift project is chrono break yeah, so um, there, if, if you were following League News um, in the last couple months, I think we talked about it briefly on the show, there has been a couple attempts in the last couple of years to revive this uh, like old League of Legends, like Season 1 League of Legends, right? There was uh, League of Memories, I think was like one a couple of years back, and the most recent one was called Chrono Shift. So it's pretty well a team that's trying to bring back Season 1 League. Um, mm-hmm. And turns out it is hard to bring back that without getting cease and desist orders <laughs> right. so there's a there's a post on reddit like a year ago where they're like hey we're doing this and then the top comment was from a writer and they said please don't do this <laughs> um and anyway i like has been have been in their discord a couple times like seeing if i can get access to it because i'm i'm interested at least i think I'd, i i have enough nostalgia to like try old league um anyways they were sent a message pretty well saying that they should cease operations uh which makes sense the problem is, is that the person who sent this message is the cringiest fucking person in the world, if you haven't read any of this. Um, no. So it's someone from Riot's team who's part of their security systems. He has nothing to do with legal, but he's like, I guess he looks into, um, like, what how people are currently using their IP and stuff like that, yada yada. So there's a big long Discord, com- Discord conversation with the main dev of Chrono Shift, uh, and then this Riot Zed guy. He goes by Riot Zed, by the way. Um, and it's rough, man. Like, there's some... So, first of all, like, 90% of the message, the Discord messages, is him, like, kind of, like, employing scare tactics. Like, hey, your real name, um, I, I I don't think you should be deleting all these messages because we already have screenshots and we've already parsed all your Discord servers for everything and stuff like that, right? Um, but then he says stuff like, just some cringe shit. Like, you've obviously put a lot of work into Chrono Shift, but I, I assure you that the Chrono Break is coming. Like, just <laughs> shit like that, man. It's so fucking bad. Like, he's just, like, tons of scare tactics, constantly using the guy's, like, full real name. Um, and then he ends the conversation with, I wish I could say it's been a pleasure. 
Yikes. It's just like super cringe. It's just like, oh my god, this guy is Riot Games to a T um, with like some of this stuff. Uh, so either way, that project sounds like it's probably no gonna be- browbeating intended. Yeah, it's like it's probably going to be shut down. It sounds like um, they still do argue they haven't done anything illegal because um, they say they've built the game from this like the ground up, like they built all the source code. They are just using Riot's assets found on their server, like Riot's old assets, which you could argue is grounds for a cease and desist of like copyright infringement like you're using their ip um but they're not making any money from it they built the source codes they're not stealing like any code or anything like that um it it, i don't know it's it's like a really strange thing where i don't think they're treading like legal ground but riot still would have the ground to shut them down on like uh ip i guess but that's not what why they're like saying that they're coming after them. So it's very strange. Either way, it sounds like Chrono Shift is gonna be dead, uh, which is kind of sad. I do hope Riot at some point like tries some nostalgia mode, even though like they've pretty well come out on record and said it's wor- it's way more work than it's gonna be worth for how much people would like enjoy it. I think. See, so. hey, spoiler: season one sucks ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> nostalgia is is playing a dirty trick on you because yeah. <laughs> I promise you, it's a worse game than it is now. Yeah. So that's like kind of where it stands though oh yeah. either way oh, dude yeah. fucking uh, your cr- the chrono shift is uh gonna turn into chrono a chrono broken. breaker <laughs> oh, so fucking crazy man <laughs> what a thing to say though and like you're supposed to be like like professionally reaching out to someone about this <laughs> oh man yeah super weird um either way that's over um next little bit of news is that elderwood orn was a charity skin and it raised seven million dollars for riots like charity fund which i didn't even know it was a charity skin to be honest but that's super mm-hmm. cool <laughs> um next thing is that uh there is a zillion animation for legends of Terra, so they're adding zillion as a champion to legends of Terra, and they did an awesome cinematic if you haven't seen it colton it i think so you really good. really enjoy it i have seen i also it. believe uh they're adding based on the cinematic um at the very least aurelia yeah oh yeah it's um, featured heavily in that and malphite as well apparently yeah right? malphite actually way, looks dope it's just really cool that the, the car, their card game makes me like Zillion as a character. The, like, mm-hmm. this fucking, what, minute and a half video just gives Zillion the most character development he's ever gotten in his whole entire, like, ten years of being in the Except game. for that mm-hmm. one time he fought with that bear. Yeah, true. The fucking war bears <laughs> type thing. Yeah. But either way, it's uh, really cool. I'm, we love Zillion hype. Yeah, Zillion we looks really Zillion cool. Hype. I think they could do a lot with him if they reworked him at some point. Mm-hmm. It makes me yeah. really excited for stuff like that. For sure. Yes, please. Yeah, we talked about it last week that he hasn't seen a a significant change to him since season five, and that yeah. was when they reworked his passive. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Pog. He needs cool. he needs a chrono shift to his gameplay, but that's anyway. Champion roadmap. Other key, other characters are getting reworked that aren't Zillion. I think we have yeah. the patch first, right? You want to talk about that patch first, or we want to do that last? It's up to you guys. I'm fine. Well, actually, yeah, let's I think do we last. do patch last. We'll get through. Let's yeah, we'll get through everything. Um, so the champion roadmap was the thing that was leaked last week that we talked about briefly, I believe. Um, it's now in English, so we could actually read through everything. <laughs> they pretty well talk about um how they're finishing off the Rune King story, and that's all coming to a close soon. Um, so that we'll see a, like, probably one more character from that, I guess, universe plus some more lore relating to it. Um. Mm-hmm. 
they talk a fair bit about Mundo in this dev vlog, showing kind of like hints at his rework, showing a some of his rework skins and stuff, showing his corporate a couple audio clips too. Yeah, did you see the corporate Mundo? Um, uh, probably Home Guard animation. I'm assuming this is what it is. Uh, oh no, I didn't watch that. Yeah, one. you should click through the page. It's like this animation of him in a fucking like sports car. It's so sick. I'm assuming it's his Home Guard animation. Hell yeah, it's gonna be really That's cool. Awesome. I'm very excited to see that. Uh, and then they talk about their next character, which is uh, their new Sentinel of Light character, which <laughs> I believe is an 80 carry mid laner, is what I, I believe. That is the intent. Yeah, is the- That's the intent. We can't wait to see what happens when it's actually released. Yeah. So we'll actually have to see what happens there, though, with that. Um, and then they talk it's about just, their it's next It's just character. Samira, but they don't call her an 80 carry anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They talk briefly about their next character, uh, Life Can Be So Vexing, uh, which is their mid lane mage, who is was supposed to be an artillery mage, um, like Xerath, uh, Velkaz, whatever, but it sounds like he's been reworked into just a regular mage. Um, yeah, moved away from being an artillery mage, and now he's closer to classic mage. I don't think artillery mages really work in current League of Legends as well, at least, right? Like, it's the same thing with, like, you can't make classic 80 carries anymore, right? And you can't make artillery mages unless you give them some bonkers shit. Um, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I, I think that they've, like, the way that items work and the other characters in the game, like, poke comps in general, I feel like, don't really mm-hmm. work. Yeah, and I think they're some of the stronger characters, if played, like, right, I just think they're they're hard to design mm-hmm. for a current league. Yeah. Um, then they and they feel the just Udyr- terrible Sorry. when they get super ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they talk about the Udyr rework a little bit. They show some sketches of, like, some concept art and stuff. I think like, some of them... so cool. Yeah, some of them are really, really cool. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. I, w- I personally like the Invoker one and the Wild yeah. Druid one the most. DD Invoker? Yeah. That looks sick. Mm-hmm. I just um, love the name MMA Shaman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, cool. it's just such a Chad name. Yeah. And then the last one they have to talk about is their AD carry for, like, this year. And it they show this little piece of, like, technology, which looks like a Zon type of technology, I would assume. Um, so we're probably going to get an AD carry from Zon as our marksman for this year, which is cool. Ooh. Zon. 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 Hey. Cool. Um, yeah, so next up is the uh, behavioral systems that they've added. Um, so they talked about their goals. They have uh, felt like they've increased the confidence of their ability to uh, to sift through the reports. Um, and they cite two, uh, um, three actually videos of, of like unintentional, like not as easily spotted uh, trolling, like Sinja throwing a, a buff or uh, Anivia walling someone off. Um, mm-hmm. Which that one I feel like is like, may- that one's kind of scary. Because I feel like you can accidentally wall someone off so like easily, but I feel like it's one of those things yeah. that if it happens like a ton of times. Yeah. Then you're probably like that's what they're looking for. Like if Cinder throws her buff away from her ally jungler once, then all like, you get banned. It's like if you throw it, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah, yeah, a bunch of times, and then people report you for it. It's probably like something they can detect now, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about their updated uh, Q dodging penalty mm. escalation. Um, so there's a new tier where if you so the first two dodges in 24 hours are the same. Uh, it's six minutes and minus three LP in ranked. Um, Fifteen minutes for ARAM, which is kind of crazy. Um, but I guess there's no LP penalty, so maybe they need to. That's just the way it's it. been in uh, ARAM ever since. Yeah, you it's know. just surprising that it's so yeah. high. I guess. Um, second dodge, thirty minutes and minus ten LP. And there's a new tier uh, for your third dodge in twenty four hours, twelve hour lockout in minus ten LP. Mm-hmm. Um. So they're really trying to to get people to not dodge during autofill versus, versus 
during perceived between team mismatches um, with hostage situations in Champ Select, and uh, and they really looked into one trick limitations at higher MMR. Um, they also uh, are are going to be updating the AFK penalty escalation. Um, it's going to be first tier five minute lockout auto loss, second tier thirty minute lockout auto loss, third tier uh, fourteen day lockout and auto loss. Um, and there's an escalating LP penalty assessed for going AFK or leaving ranked games. Uh, and then they slowly talk about what they're approaching um, to do in a later 2021. Um, so you can check that out. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Good to see uh, them. I- uh, good to see them addressing these things. Yeah, it's definitely a conversation that I want to have a longer conversation on about uh, in a future week. It's just that we have so much stuff this week that I don't think we can have like a half an hour conversation about this. Because I do think that there's been lots of discussion in our Discord about how, um, I mean, just in the community in general, I guess, that these dodge changes don't fix the problem. And I do think we do have to address the fact that dodging is really only a problem at like high high MMR, like above our MMR even. You know yeah, I mean? I'm sitting D2 and I don't think it's a problem yet for me. Um, and I, I feel like it's something that's being echoed that like a lot of players, even at like say silver, gold, plat, diamond are acting like it's a bigger problem than it is. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like we'll have a longer conversation about that. Cause I think we sometimes do lead our listeners, uh, astray like, uh, or awry, array or what's the word? I'm, what's the word I'm both? looking for though? Yeah. I mean, whatever. you said astray and awry, I think. Yeah. Both those words. Those, uh, those are both uh, words. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes I think that we don't fully like uh, voice what we should be voicing. And I feel like we'll have a longer conversation about this maybe in a future week. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sweet. Alrighty. Um, there's a new TFT set. It's live. Is that exciting, guys? I haven't played it yet. I think we'll talk more about that next week if we play it, unless you've played any of it, Colton. I've not played any of it at He's all. Maybe. So uh, yeah, because I've been crushing. So okay, maybe uh, maybe some night this week we can uh, get the bros together and just uh, have a TFT. Yeah, that'd be fun. Learn a new set. The more fun thing is that they've added the like the really short mode, so fast like, the twenty mode, minute yeah. game mode. Yeah, I'm really excited mm-hmm. for that. So yeah, no, I think we could, I think we could convince more people to to hop in. I mean, get, yeah, if you get, get knocked out first in a together. group of friends, it kind of sucks waiting like twenty minutes. Whereas like mm-hmm. the, if the game's mm-hmm. only twenty minutes, and you get knocked out at ten. Like it's way shorter of a wait. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Good. Anyway, that's live. We'll talk about it more once we know what the hell it is. Yep. Uh, I think the only other thing, there's a Tom Kench rework on the way. Uh, I don't think they've really released a whole lot of details about that. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about it like more in depth like another week. Uh, it's just one of those things where, like, once again, it's like there's bigger things to talk about this uh, week. Uh, plus, we have 21 emails, so it's mm-hmm. a little bit packed this yeah. week. So they didn't, they didn't release weeks, like a kit, though. They, it's on the TBE, uh, so like we know yeah. kind of what. It oh, is okay, in. okay. Essentially, his Q is very, very, very strong, and his W and R are um, Wop. swapped. Yeah, that's the cool. that's the that's the okay. dirty, the short and quick of it. To the to I the Akali. Be, yeah, uh, I do want to be very excited about the fact that um, uh, I think his skin that he's getting the uh, arcane skin is one of the coolest skins in the entire game, and I think the splash art for it is probably one of my favorite splash arts in the entire game. Like it's I am so biased, cool. but it's so fucking cool. No, it looks like well, the combination we'll you... of of the space skins that I forget what that's yeah. called. But it looks like space skins plus infernal plus fucking the lunar beast. It's so cool. Yeah, it's insane. Dope. Cool. Um awesome. Then let's jump into patch eleven point nine. First up is Diana. 
so her base armor growth and health regen has been reduced and her passive bonus attack speed has been reduced early um it's kind of crazy that she was this strong in solo lanes as well as the jungle and then when she just got jungle buffs that she um is getting nerfs to everything. I mean, uh, we, see, we yeah. see it a lot, right? It's like the same thing where it's like a character is sleeper OP. For those who don't know what that term is, like they're a very strong character that's underplayed and under like valued, I guess, as a character. And they receive a small buff, which makes people play them more and realize that they're strong. I think the yeah. same thing has happened happen with Zach, mm-hmm. right? Like Zach getting 10 damage on his W isn't the reason why he shot from like a mid-tier jungler to the best jungler in the game. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. he was always a good jungler. He was super mm-hmm. underplayed for sure. And Diana was yeah. definitely fits that. Yeah. Way. I, I think there have been a lot of examples. I think Karma from maybe two seasons back is one of the biggest mm-hmm. ones where, like, out of nowhere, everyone started playing Karma and they didn't even change her. Like, yeah. the last change to her had been, like, th- four months ago. And then they had to, like, nerf her, like, three times. Um, but yeah, so Diana was nutty strong. They've hopefully leveled it up a little bit. I've just been banning Diana. Yeah. Uh, next we have Mundo base armor and attack damage growth have been decreased. Yeah, so that's uh, he gets jungle a little bit. Half of a <laughs> one less AD every two levels. Half of a half a point of armor less. Uh, yeah, so they it's it's pretty small, but yeah, yeah. nine less armor armor and AD at max rank. Or at max level. Mm-hmm. Garen's W yeah, yeah. bonus resi- resistances are decreased, but the unit kill cap is increased. Uh, it's cool. Good. Um, Gragas, is E base damage is decreased later? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Hecarim. There's a lot going on Yay. here. Uh, base armor decreased. Armor growth increased. Q damage amp per stack decreased, uh, but it now scales with bonus AD. W now heals from damage dealt and scales with AD. E damage has been increased. Um, so I think one of the really big changes here is that his W healing, he has to deal the damage. Um, and then obviously the, the damage amping on his Q being decreased. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really good that um, his W healing was changed uh, because I think that's it was uncapped healing based on the damage that your allies could potentially deal. Yeah, which just led him to it be was... way tankier than he needed to be. Yeah, he was he was super tanky with that. I, I think it was still capped, but it, it, it was, was a lot of healing for an ability that shouldn't really heal that. It much. is only capped versus um, uh, versus uh, mi- minions and monsters. But not epic oh, okay. monsters or champions. Hmm, okay. Yeah. It was, so uh, that's why him jumping in with, to five people with his W active, like, lets him be so tanky. Was fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't fine, I do, but it, it let him do it. Yeah. I do personally think these changes are too much. I was, like, one of those people of the mindset that Hecarim, after the last set of nerfs, was, like, already just a. Like, he's strong, but he's not OP anymore. But I do think that it's one of those things where, like, the meta changes very slowly in League of Legends, and people are very slow to change off strong picks, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even if, if a character is the strongest character in the game, look at Udyr, for example. I still think Udyr is a strong character, but is Udyr, Udyr the best character in the game? No way, right? Udyr mm-hmm. hasn't been the best character in the game for a couple patches, but he still has a pick ban rate that makes him seem like he's one of the best characters in the game. People are just very slow to like move off of meta stuff. I think in pro play mm-hmm. and in competitive, like uh, in like high. Yeah, level. and there's there's something to be said though about just like 
a lot of people when something gets buffed or becomes really good like they jump onto a champion and then it's it's like we always say where it's like you can succeed on a character that is not s or s plus tier right like udir is maybe s minus a plus a i mean wherever you want to put him i really don't know where he sits right now but the fact is all of these people spammed a ton of udir when he was the number one best jungler in the game and guess what they're still being successful with him even though he's been nerfed and he's still decent and like does he need more nerfs probably not they'll eventually find a new flavor of the month or they'll keep playing a character they like like it's fine yeah, yeah. anyway heimerdinger uh the w initial rocket damage is decreased at higher ranks this seems so really just weird the... yeah i feel like heimer's not maybe heimer is like super overperforming at certain certain from, elos like they're claiming but what i heard rumor wise is that he is getting picked in a lot of scrims if for pro play hmm. and they want to curb the fact that heimer is a boring as fuck character to see in competitive league of legends <laughs> what a terrible way to balance the game i understand oh, this character is boring like, yeah he, I, I don't know i think he's not fun i just think like i i've heard that at least i could just be like wrong i just heard that's like the reason but um... yeah 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 that's just a a really lame way to approach balance yeah make the character not boring then. <laughs> yeah exactly that's the right way of doing it um, um jinxus has a q crypt strike uh bug fix mm-hmm. um but it doesn't seem like it would be too much yeah it's nothing crazy uh kane's dark and q damage modifiers increased interesting so it's his ad ratio yeah nice yeah yeah uh kindred q cooldown has been decreased the base damage increased some buffs to kindred yeah, yeah. this is a character i fucking hate seeing <laughs> i don't like i Feast yeah. Your yeah yeah baby uh kogma his q resistances uh reduction has been increased it's now 33 percent at max rank and his e cost is decreased I actually think Kogma's like kind of sleeper OP, like you were mentioning earlier. Um, yeah, I think you kind With of Lulu. need Lulu, the next champion. Um, but I don't think there's a character who can match his like his damage output with W active. I'm not trying to go mm-hmm. conspiracy theory Reddit mode on us, but do we think that Kogma got buffs purely because they redid the um, like not animations, but redid the like uh, visual effects for all of his skins and base skins and all of his abilities and stuff last patch? Um, I think I if they did, they would have done, done it last patch, no? Or or is it this patch that he gets? I'm assuming they, like, I think it was last patch they got them all. Either way, it's like, I don't know, they redid all this stuff, and then they probably go, hey, I guess we got also buff him. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, hey, like... this character we spent a lot of time on is kind of shit, let's fix that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, mean. I bet it's one of those things where, like, hey, we don't remember that this character exists. Oh, there's a skin coming out. Maybe we can look at, like, Kog'Maw, see what he, see what he can do. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I would also think that... way to balance the game. It might it might have been just that like, you know, maybe three months ago there was a decision of like, let's look at Kogma from a holistic view, and hey, the skin team finished first, and the balance team was still running the numbers, and it took them an extra you know a couple of weeks to get it ready. Mm-hmm. I I have no idea, but anyway, the next character on the patch notes is Lulu, who's also getting buffed, so that Kogma Lulu bot lane just got doubly stronger. Uh, her whimsy cooldown is decreased, 
and the bonus attack speed is also increased at the earlier levels. Nice. Well, this is a, this is a character I think we should be careful of um, getting popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when she's meta, I feel like she is the meta character. She's so good. I do like her in solo queue, though, because I think she's the best counter to assassins in the game. She's so 100%. good. 100%. So, I mean, she has, the like, one of the hardest CCs in the game with, with her W. She has a shield, which is, you know effective health and then she yeah. has our ulti which is effective health yeah. like it just makes it so hard plus plus, plus yeah. guardian if you if you run it like and it'll cc them off of you mm-hmm. and like even if it's like a stealth yeah. assassin yeah. you can drop your e on them to keep vision. yeah it's so good she has so many tools against assassins it's insane yeah i really like lulu so i'm i'm okay with this but i know a lot of people don't <laughs> yeah um yeah Morgana's next. Her W damage against non-epic monsters has been decreased down 15%. She's probably still the best jungler in the game. No? She's nuts, <laughs> man. She clears so fast. Yeah. Uh, Rumble, the overheated bonus on hit damage has been decreased. Oh, did they did they overbuff it last <laughs> We're time? We're character number four that they've reverted changes, by the way. I'm counting. Yep. yep um yeah so that's been decreased by uh flat and ratio so maybe it's a little more balanced now he's probably still nuts yeah. um set is getting a damage a ratio increase to his w and his r damage ratio r damage ratio is also getting increased i think it's fine i think set's like actually like he got nerfed probably too hard from being like an op support and stuff like that he kind of got gutted mm-hmm. in some roles yep um shin ultimate shield uh decreased it now scales with bonus health so this is just a straight up buff yeah. right just a, a flat buff mm-hmm. you have to have like 300 health at level like level six to have make it even i think but as long and as you ba- have backed once you have uh you're gonna be good i think it's 300 bonus health yeah, so you need two ruby yeah. crystals to for it to be even. yeah or your doran's shield that you're gonna start nine out of ten games mm-hmm. and one ruby crystal hear me out though i don't um, think it's that like crazy like when we saw Jen- shen buffs on their like timeline or whatever people were like why the fuck are you buffing shen shen's in a fine place i don't think buffing his alt is that bad of a thing man like i, I feel like I that's th- his playmaking tool no. you know what i mean and i think this allows you to nerf his laning later which i think is fine i think this is the way to do it by increasing the shield value and mm-hmm. not de- decreasing the cooldown or anything like that yeah um mm-hmm. because i like the idea of shen you know, shielding his ally and getting there to participate. But it feels really shitty when you shield someone and they die through the shield instantly. Like, and then you wasted your ulti shield and the ulti teleport. I think one thing that could be kind of sick, and it, it, you'd, you'd probably have to nerf his lane a little bit or change things up. But like, what if when he ulted somebody, like any damage that went past the shield just went to him instead or even like all of the damage that's like hitting the shield it like it's you know split between the shield and just hitting shen so it's like hey i'm i'm taunting them literally from across the map tanking your damage for you and then i show up Mm -hmm. i kind of like the idea of like just delaying the damage yeah delaying the damage is cool too. too as well it just uh, at the end of the shield it just fucking kills you <laughs> i do think uh it is important to note that like someone uh someone in chat walford said that uh we do live in a world where um serpent's fang is one of the best assassin items yeah. in the game and like that does hamper ca- uh, abilities like channel like really really hard so it does for sure 
Cool. Sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Tarek. Q cost is decreased at higher levels by up to 20 at max rank. And he's updated tether interaction with Master Yi. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. You can't cheese anymore, Colton, because before you could uh, Master Yi could Q and Tar could use E, and it would like do it during the E, or during the, during the Q. Sorry, like like even if he was still untargetable, it would stun. Like yes. it would like or do it the would timer follow and stuff. after. Yeah. Like okay. the timer it would go channel like, and then hit like hit the hit the character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of fucked. Which now um, just like fizzles, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, which kind of sucks. Um, but that's okay. Uh, well, yeah, I think Trundle, I, I, I was increased. Sorry, good. Well, I I think what it is so it's like it fizzles if he's untargetable. Yeah. While the stun goes off, but if he's finished. And he's back targetable again. I think the stun still goes, is the point, I right? believe so. I'm not sure exactly how it works. Either way, it makes it so there, there used to be, like, an interaction with, like, the way that you'd use Q yeah. and E. It would just be pretty well undodgeable, is, like, the idea. So I think mm-hmm. it was undodgeable. Like, literally yeah. undodgeable. Yeah. Um, it looks like it just doesn't channel anymore on that character, period. Um, yeah. Which is, mm, which is okay. fine. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. It just... This character... I feel like Tarek is incredibly un like popular like underplayed and i don't think minus 20 mana from his q is gonna change that so maybe maybe they'll like slow buff him but Hmm. i hope we see more i hope we see more tark i love this character speaking of of (laughs) slow buffs trundle his e slow is increased early more of a value point it's it's more slow (laughs) vladimir q cooldown is increased at higher ranks Hey, oh man, let's let's see. They uh, they took two seconds off of it, and they it was, uh, was one second. Sorry, they took one second off of it, and they gave it back 0. 0.6. Yeah. So this, uh, this so Colton, I understand Diane has been your ban. This has been my ban. Yeah. I don't want to play against a, a Vladimir with a two second Q cooldown, yeah. and every other one is empowered to heal him for a shit ton more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's just crazy. F- f- five characters they nerf last patch and are. Uh, sorry, buff last patch and nerfing this patch. That's crazy. Five. Mm-hmm. Five. Yeah. Ugh. Um, Almost like and this the buffs happens, were too much. It feels like yeah. this happens every single patch. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure this character certainly won't see any. Uh, <laughs> Azareth, his Q damage is increased. His W base and enhanced base damage is increased later. So that's if you hit the sweet spot of the yeah. W. Um, also, Yo, I gotta play some Zareth tin, games. Tinfoil hat. He's getting a buff next patch. Or he's getting a skin next patch as well. So. Yeah, I, I I do think it's like not because they want to sell more skins. I really do. Nick, no, Nick, I don't Nick, think it's, so it's because of the like, hey, we just spent a ton of time on a skin. Oh, maybe we should look at this character and see if they're yeah. okay. Like, it just yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Like you're doing dev cycles on stuff. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm not I'm not making that claim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and like even from like a, a, like the opposite end of the tinfoil hat of right like, hey, maybe the fucking dude on the skins team who's working on the Zara skin and the dude on the balance team who's working on the Xerath balance changes are just like buddies and they're having lunch together. Yeah. And he's talking about like, Hey, let's talk about Xerath. Yeah. And he's like, Oh wait, I'm on the balance team. Maybe I should look at Xerath. Like there's so many other routes. It could go. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, I think it's fine. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Dead man's plate is losing a hundred health. The moose feed is just too valuable. I think this, yep. this item's still yeah. going to be super good. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death Dance, uh, losing five or gaining five attack damage and gaining five armor. 
Mm-hmm. It is okay. I think it's a very niche item. <laughs> Moonstone's getting a bit of a, a buff. Uh, they nerfed it too much the last patch, so they're making it like have a little bit more base. It still has a weird scaling thing with the items now, but uh, it starts out a little bit stronger, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prowler's Claw, they're updating the active. It looks for a target in the following order. Nearest champion, nearest non-champion. Near... Okay, and then it increases the range. So they're just making it a little bit easier to actually cast it yeah and not have it like you attempt to use it and it doesn't go and then you're dead and you're like oh wait my prowler's claw never i think this item is like super under underrated like we're seeing a lot of people build it still but i i think almost every single ad character should be building this 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 item is insane it's really good like it gives you the it gives you the most lethality of any item in the game right it gives you, mm-hmm. I I want to say among the highest AD of any lethality item in the game, and it increases your damage against that target by a flat fifteen percent, plus gives you the point and click, like targeted dash to them. It's it's wild, and and you can use it on minions, like just as a free. I don't understand. I don't pro- understand. They should probably start by like changing it so it shouldn't work on minions. I feel like that creates a lot. Absolutely. Of- like, it's cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I think this item opens up so many more combos for a ton of different assassins, but I don't think those assassins... Here's the problem. I don't think those assassins are designed with that in, in like, mind. No. You don't know. No. Like- I mean, imagine... Okay, so I, I think Zed is easily probably the most frustrating assassin, AD assassin, to mm-hmm. play against, right? Just from a, a gameplay perspective. I think yeah. he I think he has lots of counters and is, is kind of balanced. But now imagine Zed with just an extra dash and fifteen percent more damage to his combo. That's point and click, and you can't avoid yeah. it. Yeah, like that's insane. Also, you can use it on minions to get away or to engage from you know a screen further. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. The combos are nuts. Oh well. yeah, cool. It's it's crazy. <laughs> also, it's the it's the easiest way to make someone good at Lee Sin. Like if yeah. you wanna if you wanna if you wanna look good at uh, on Lee Sin, buy Prowlers. Click on them and then click your ulti and you insect them 100% of the time. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sunfire Aegis next. Uh, the the immolation bonus damage to monster is going uh, from 100% to 150%. They're trying to make it an option for junglers because obviously if you're a tank yeah. jungler, you just build chem tank because it's a gap closer item. So they're trying to give mm-hmm. options, which I think is mm-hmm. fine. Speaking yeah. of that, though, they're also nerfing Chemtank more. They're nerfing it to 60% movement speed. <laughs> or, sorry, 40% movement speed from 40%, 60. Yeah. yeah. Still probably going to be good. It was 80, remember? So, like, it's half now. It's still yep. good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, also, Witsend is being updated. It has a new build path, Hearthbound Axe, Negatron Cloak, plus Longsword instead of a Dagger. Um, and then it's getting 10 more attack damage. Nice. So, pretty good. Attack damage is a weird uh, thing to put on what's end, but sure, I'm down. It is. It is. Um, there's been some in-game shop updates. You can check it out. Uh, Summoner's Rift Ranked Season, or Ranked Split 2 is starting May 2nd at midnight. Sorry, May 3rd at midnight. Um, so it'll be the, uh, the the next opportunity to get some some Gwen gear. Nice. Um, there's been uh, Sharima Clash and MSI Clash happening in the near future. Look for uh, for that. There's been a number of bug fixes, and then uh, some skins coming out this patch. I for one am hyped for one of these skins. 
Uh, we've got Conqueror Jax and Conqueror Jax Prestige. We've got Damwon, uh, Kennen, Twisted Fate, Nidalee, Leona, and Jin. And mm-hmm. I personally think that Leona skin looks fucking incredible. It looks pretty It looks cool. so good. So, Can we talk about pretty... the chromas down there a little bit, though? Yeah. It's They're... like, it's blue and then a little bit more blue. Yeah, blue and then <laughs> slightly more blue skin. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. It's funny. I think the only one that looks like actually pretty different is the Ken M one, but uh-huh. it's just funny. Like the TF one literally looks the exact same. Like it's it, so it, yeah. It it's it's like here's the skin. The chroma is just if you have a smudge on your glasses. <laughs> I'm sure there wasn't a lot to do with them, but they still want to make chromas is uh-huh. the biggest thing. Like so, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure chroma sell a f- like hotcakes. Honestly, yeah. um, also the animations the for value, every single man. one of those skins looks yeah. so good. So good. Um, Cool. So that is patch 11.9. It's going live if it's not live already. Um, Haha, very funny. So let's jump into Starries. This one's from Sprigwood Boys, and he says, Pretty dang good. Five stars. A bunch of nerds talk about a game played by nerds. As a nerd, (laughs) I have a great time listening and thoroughly approve. All hail the Kench. Thanks, Sprigwood Boys. We are we are nerds, and this game is played by nerd nerds, shit. which means if you're listening to this show right now, you're a nerd, mm-hmm. even if it's on accident. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Okay. At this point, Nick, we're an hour in. If they're still if they're still here, it's not an accident. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying someone is playing it on speakers for whatever reason because you're that person playing mm-hmm. it on speaker in the airport. Oh yeah, yeah. You're like on the bus and you're not using headphones. Exactly. Someone, gotcha. someone's got their headphones in because they're being polite. It is now in between songs, right? So it's died down mm-hmm. a little they bit. And you've just heard me call you a nerd. So, ooh. ooh You're a nerd yikes. permanently now. You yikes. might as well just hop on over to our Patreon and give us money because at some point you're going to end up there anyway. If you're Patreon.com slash leadcast. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> well, tell us about your cheese pick. Hey, you know how speaking we were mentioning an item? <laughs> speaking speaking of how nutty Prowler's Claw is as an item, uh, hey, Lethality Jarvan can uh, can utilize it pretty well, and you can cast it while you're doing your EQ, uh, which is a lot of fun. And depending on how you do it, you can make it hit when it otherwise wouldn't have, hmm. or you can use it to not actually dash to the flag. It's um, really wonky. <laughs> it's really wonky. I think it's a lot easier to just have it so you end up on the champion, not the flag. So, like, the only time I could really see myself using it in that way is maybe if it's, like, I could get the whole team, but I don't want to actually be in the middle of five. Uh, realistically, you're just going to use it for more damage in your combo where you, like, EQ in, you Prowler's Claw, and you ult them for a billion damage. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's, there, there are some interesting interactions, uh, where you can like zoom around and cast it partway through. And again, depending on at what point in the trajectory you're at, when you cast it, you can get it to hit a target you would have missed. Otherwise it's, it's weird. It's fun. Uh, Prowler's Claw on a lot of characters just adds something to their combo to make it wonky. So give it a shot. If you haven't already, that's the cheese pick. Up next, we've got a competitive league section where we talk about how MSI is happening this week already. 
It's kind of crazy, yeah. I'm excited. It uh, is. MSI starts this week. The schedule, I think, for us Eastern boys, uh, it starts at like 8 a.m. and goes to like 1 or something like that, which is kind of nice. Uh, I really like that schedule. <laughs> allows me to like work while like watching stuff, which is nice. Um, I'm excited for MSI. Uh, I don't think this there's going to be any upsets. Like, Mark, like, I mean, knock on wood, right? Um, but like, I, I think it's pretty obvious that uh lpl's or lpl or lck is going to win and then third slash fourth is going to be europe or na and i feel like it's yeah there's no there's no way europe or na wins it and there's no way lpl or lck comes third fourth like it just i i, I don't think that's going to happen it would be one of the most shocking things it, to happen <laughs> it would be very unlikely um we we are saying that coming uh, off of literally, maybe like 10% we are coming saying that off literally last year msi having IG at it, who was the world champions, and them getting upset by Team Liquid. But, uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, in it, it shouldn't happen. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Sweet. Uh, and then LCS Academy is moving to best of two, which is really I think good. It's awesome. I, it's really really yeah. cool. Uh, I think their reasoning is really good too, because for LCS and LEC, they go, hey, fucking doing best of threes and best best of twos tanks our fucking viewership, and they go for Academy. They go. Our viewership's already shite garbage, um, so we're going to make it more competitive by doing best of twos, <laughs> which mm-hmm. it yeah. makes sense, though, right? If you don't have the viewership anyways and you're going to keep it going like regardless, then why not make it a more competitive format? Yeah, for sure. Dude, just full send, best of three, and then these players get some experience in best of threes so that when they eventually finally make it to LCS... Yeah. Their first, their first best of three isn't in final. I do think True. best of two is the best format for non, um, like playoff games. By the way, like for like, uh, I agree. I love best of twos. It, it does like fucking like uh, I don't know, like blue ball you if it's a one one for like a competitive match. But like the regular season isn't supposed to give you like finals levels like matches, right? It's supposed exactly. to determine standings, which I think is the more important mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that is fair. That I think in terms of producing the best teams, mm-hmm. best of three is better. Mm-hmm. But like as an overall system, definitely best of twos has that advantage of like it. It makes playoffs even more hype. Where like you know L- LCK, which you know I, I think still does best of three yeah. and pretty much always has. Um, right, like you've already seen Dom Juan versus SKT best of three, mm-hmm. maybe two or three times in the season, and so seeing it for the fourth time in playoffs, while it's still hype, isn't as cool. But like, right, if you got you know TSM versus Team Liquid, who went one one in both of their yeah. best of twos, and now they're like they're facing off in the playoffs, you're like, okay, we finally get to see what happens. You get some good storylines with that. The other like main advantage is that logistically, like scheduling for best of threes is a nightmare because if you as long as if you're doing more than one best of three, then you don't know if it's gonna be like three hours for a set or two hours for a set, which is very hard to logistically plan for. Best mm-hmm. of two is at least like it's always gonna be two games, right? You mm-hmm. it's the same thing as like yeah, it's, best it's of two one. games. Yeah, each game might be you know 10, 20 minutes yeah. longer, or shorter, but you know yeah, a whole other game really messes with scheduling. So. Yeah, it's good. It's it's good. Cool. Sweet. Uh, uh, let's talk about the round to... table. Yeah. Don't take my yeah, segue talk... from you, Colton. <laughs> um, Dude, so I'll take all your segues from you. 
<laughs> Last week's question was, if League had an ability draft mode, what would be some of its best ability combinations? From Twitter, we got a couple. One from Keith. He says, Heimerdinger turrets, Caitlyn traps, gin flowers, Teemo shrooms. Sit and watch it. Wait for disaster. Uh, I agree. That'd be crazy. Uh, Joby said, uh, Cho'gath R, Scion W, Aatrox E, easy game. Uh, good luck killing this monstrosity. Yeah, just a ton of stacking and stuff. That'd be insane. Um, downgrade Falco said... Uh, Q is Nidalee Spear, W is Zoe Bubble, E is Yumi's Heal, R is Orgaj's Alt. Kind of nasty. It's just a bunch of like skill shots and a heal. I, I like it. It's kind of sick. Um, and then Rindosu said, Vladimir Pool, Fizz Dodge, Gwen's Mist, R is Kane's Alt with Shen's passive. Built in lifesteal and health. Uh, sorry, build lifesteal and health and you're unkillable. Uh, you're an unkillable, untouchable nightmare. Yeah, that's crazy. From our Facebook, we got one from Samuel and he says, I want to build the ultimate uh pick support i choose nautilus's uh staggering blows for passive blitzcrank's rocket grab for q tark's bastion for w uh thresh's flay for e it was between that and leona's zenith blade but i think flay interacts uh better with bastion and uh top it all off with nico's pop blossom for r being able to cast blitz hook uh, and nico alt off your lane partner sounds dope <laughs> that does sound actually insane uh that's wild i also think it'd be hilarious if you'd given it the Nasus, or sorry, the, the Nautilus Q, yeah. the idea that you could hook your ally onto terrain and move yeah. them. True. <laughs> you would just fuck your so ally funny. so hard. You you might, but there'd also like for for the nine out of ten plays where you just ruined your AD Carry's day, there'd be one sick play on Reddit where the like Nautilus makes an awesome yeah. hook onto like the assassin while hooking their AD carry onto terrain and getting yeah. them out. It's a real shame Tark doesn't have more exciting abilities. Because I, I think that mechanic yeah. is so cool. I mean, it's probably too strong if you give it I could, I could absolutely. I mean, it's absolutely too yeah. strong if you give it, <laughs> like, but, yeah. I don't know. Imagine, could, like, that character, but with, like, Gragas ult. Or, like, Malzahar ult. They could definitely, dope. they could reuse the fucking Tarek W thing on a new character. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I'll complain about Tarek 2.0. Yeah, and our yeah, next yeah. one's from Elliot. He says Ash passive Varus Q Vane W Timo E and Olaf Alt the ultimate on hit marksman. Yeah, that'd be fucking. Cr- Imagine a marksman Olaf Alt. That's actually just crazy to think about. To be honest, they just can't that's, get hit by shit. That's OP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was the the other alt I was thinking about when I when I made my crazy marksman. I was between mm-hmm. Master Yi and Olaf. Because, like, Master Yi, yeah. you get more attack speed and more move speed, and you can't be slowed. But Olaf, you just literally un- unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, then we have a couple from our Discord. Gecko said, Vigar passive, Timo Q, Vladimir W, Cassiopeia E, Karthas ultimate. This hyperscaling champ will have a great self peel with Q and W. Cass E will get so many passive stacks along with Karsiv, uh, with along with Karsiv. Karthus, holy shit! Karthus alt and cast E in such a low cooldown. I don't think it needs another poison ability to proc the extra damage. Uh, I wanted to do a full poison ability set, but Twitch passive would not stack off cast E since the passive only applies to auto attacks. Sad. Mm. Yeah, Twitch has venom, not poison. Idiot. Uh, <laughs> it didn't used to be that way. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't used to be that way. Uh, they changed it though. Uh, and then Orden not says, <laughs> "Yeah, uh, this is the stupidest idea ever I've ever had." But Bard passive, Senna passive, Thresh passive, Kane passive, oh Orn passive, a five passive hyperscaler built completely off hybrid auto attack damage that can upgrade their own items. True. That'd be kind of sick wild. if you could just draft five passives though. Mm-hmm. If you just didn't die, <laughs> you'd be really good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the idea in this setup 
of you making the choice between cane forms where you're like, hmm, I want to augment my ability. Wait a minute, I don't have abilities. It's so funny. Cool. And then last but not least, <laughs> so we have uh, two, one from Speedy Spikes. And he says, uh, Sona's rework, Seraphine passive, Seraphine Q, Seraphine W, Seraphine E, Seraphine Alt. She looks like Zona, but floaty keyboard award better than floaty platform. Uh, and last real one from uh, Jack Code, uh, or Jack Code, and he said, um, this would be so broken. Passive is Annie's passive. Q is Morgana's Q. W is Cassie P as W. E is Cassie P as E. R is Cassie's Alt. Essentially, you're Cassie P with a three-second root and the ability to teleport and t- uh, to either reposition or execute eight on a two-second cooldown and stun on every fourth fang hit. I do think any passive with Cassie as E is crazy. Uh, yeah, that's nuts. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, if you want to... Oh, sorry, I'll give you the new roundtable question. This week's roundtable question is what legendary or ultimate skin would you like to see updated? Updated. Um, I mean, probably Spirit Guard Udyr the most. Mm-hmm. Um... But I would really like to see some Pulse Fire Ezreal work. I think that skin, even when it came out, was a little lackluster. It was super hype because it was the first one, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I don't. I don't think the changes are noticeable. I think they're too subtle, and it needs to be more flashy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say for me, it's gotta be Ezreal. Like, it was the first one. It's the oldest, and like, it's unfortunately now like sits at the quality level of a lot of other like 950 skins Mm -hmm. where if they if they did it again i think it could be really hype and like they could make a whole thing about it where it's just like you know like pulse fire ezreal upgrades again Mm -hmm. yeah like and that could be really cool uh mine would be a legendary skin mine would be alien innovator heimerdinger i think i feel like having like his him actually feel like this fucking alien creature with these like turrets that he like summons they're like kind of outer worldly would be super cool uh currently it just feels like a weird i I guess like all the old uh legendary skins just felt like uh slightly better um recolors i guess um but that one I feel like could do the best. Like I feel like Magnificent TF you can't really do too much with other than like better visual effects. Um, Red Baron Corky, same thing. Same with Annie in Wonderland. But I feel like Alien Invader Heimerdinger you could do a lot of cool stuff with. But it'd be really nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. If you want to tell us what uh, legendary or ultimate skin you would like to see updated, you can hit us up on our social medias. That's uh, at LeagueCast on Facebook or Twitter. You can send us an email, mail at LeagueCastPodcast.com, or you can come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That is LeagueCastPodcast.com slash Discord. Pog. Uh, all right. Again, before we get into the emails, we have 21. Um, so we're going to probably go through these a little bit quicker than normal. I apologize. Uh, but it's the only way we can get to everyone without it being a three-hour yeah. show. Um, all right, first email is from Sawyer. Hey, Lee Kess, I am stuck. I took a long break from the game around a year, and since then I've decided to come back after watching re- retrospectives on the earlier seasons and remembering how much I missed the game. I'm switching from support to AD carry because I've always liked the champs in the AD carry playstyle. After starting out 9-1 in my placements and climbing to silver 198 LP, I have since gone 2-11 and, and now 11-12 and uh, on the season and have dropped into silver 2. I have no idea how to improve, and it feels like I've hit a wall this early into the season. Uh, I've tried watching my own replays and have no idea what to look for other than my deaths. I don't die too often, um, around one to three deaths a game, 
and I always feel like I am far behind my mid and top in terms of damage. I typically play Ash, Caitlyn, and Jinx, but I feel like my true power doesn't come online. Should I switch up my champion pool? If so, what do you guys recommend? Should I abandon AD carry and play a different role? I plan on signing up for the uh, $15 patron tier to get a VOD review and a, uh, a UGG review from you guys at the start of May as a birthday treat to myself, so that will help. But if you guys could help in the meantime, I would appreciate it. This email is of adequate length. Thanks, Sawyer. Um, I think... I think you're looking I, uh, at this from the wrong perspective. <laughs> You've played a total of 23 games, and you're minus one. I don't think that's anything to sound yeah. the alarm about. Um, yeah. You probably just hit a streak of, like, like pr the one of the most extremes of good luck, and then one of the most extremes of bad luck. And your real, like, true, like, rank is somewhere in between, right? Mm -hmm. Which is yeah, what your nine record one, reflects. <laughs> Yeah, nine and one into two and eleven, but ending eleven and twelve is is nothing really wild. Again, eleven and twelve is is basically a fifty percent win rate with just a low sample size. Mm -hmm. um, off the bat, I want to see say one thing I always do if I'm feeling stuck is watch out for my stepbrother because I've seen that video and I don't want that to happen. To me. <laughs> so okay, that was pretty. I good. know. <laughs> Um, the other thing I would say, uh, and again, I really couldn't tell you this without looking at the game, um, but if you're in like mid-high silver and you're playing these characters like Ash, Kate, Jinx, um, and having low damage, I mean, part of it's going to be that in general, like mid lane, top lane are just kind of always fighting each other constantly. Yeah. So those numbers get amped up. But I would say if you're averaging that few deaths, it might be because you're playing too safe. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, I, I hate to say that, but, like, there is a point where, like, if you're playing Caitlyn, yeah, you don't want to die, but you also don't want to spend the entire fight never off. But if you trade one for one and get a shutdown, or even trade one for one with our most valuable character, whether that be the other AD carry or the mm -hmm. mid laner and the top laner, like, that's a good death, right? Yeah. I, yeah. It, in the time, not maybe not in the time that you've been gone, but it's it's been shifting a few years from the eighty carry is the center point of the team, and, and and is the focus of everyone to they're important, but they're no more important generally speaking than the mid carry and the top carry are. They're both kind of equal of of equal value. Um, so I, I don't if you still enjoy the eighty carry playstyle, stick with it. And if you enjoy the champions that you play, Ash, Kate, Jinx, stick with it. Um, mm -hmm. As a recommendation from someone who used to play AD Carry, I would recommend switching from AD Carry to almost any other role. Uh, maybe not top lane. But honestly, you could play literally any champion in the support role, and it's viable and successful. Um yeah, and don't get discouraged after twenty three yeah. games. Like, keep it up. You you, you need a bigger sense. Can yeah, I play, play more games? Can I give the third opinion, which I think is different sure. than both theorists? No, I think you have to play modern eighty carries. Uh, That's uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds like stupid as fuck, but eighty carry is the role that has changed the most with releases. You're playing Jinx, Ash, all these sleeper motherfuckers. Uh, Samira has a Katarina ult, dude. Uh, <laughs> Kaisa, she With has life still a, in crit. <laughs> yeah, Ka Kaisa has a team wide gap closer that gives her like a 500 health shield. Like these characters 
are built differently. And I'm not just saying like like the, your characters you're playing are bad. Tristana is one of the best AD carries in the game right now. Jinx is one of the better AD carries in the game right now. I'm just saying he didn't even list Tristana. Yeah, I'm just saying like in general though, like if you play the most recent AD carries, Kaisa, Samira, um, Jin, stuff like that, I think your enjoyment of the role is going to go up. Um, your desire to play to carry is going to go up and your overall like amount that you feel like you can affect the games consistently will go up uh, and I feel like that's at least a mm-hmm. place to start plus your understanding of those yeah. matchups mm-hmm. I would at least try that I would so. at least try like buy Samira play like 10 games of her and see if you're enjoying the role more or if you feel like you can carry more or, or if you're just doing better or don't because you'll never go back to playing a diff- another AD carry Dude, ever again. I, I played so many Samir games and I played an Ash game and I wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I want to do stuff right now, but I can't. Yeah. I have to wait for six and I'll ult someone and my teammates will kill my, them. <laughs> my one damage ability is on cooldown. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think oh. you'd enjoy yourself more. So. Yeah. Thanks for the email, Thanks Sawyer. Thanks for the email, Sawyer. Good luck. Copycat. So look you next one. Yay. Next one's from Reckless Abandon. <laughs> Subject roundtable. Imagine. You get hooked by a blitz hook and pulled under the mid tower. As you're being pulled, a singed fling puts you on the wrong side of the enemy, where an Alistar headbutt then pushes you even farther behind enemy lines. Finally, a Tristana R throws you right into the second tier turret. Forget a hook, champ. We're going on a cross country road trip. Reckless abandon. <laughs> that's so funny. Thank that's, you, Reckless. That's that's such a nutty combo if you yeah. pulled it off. Um, next email is from Saigonic. Hey guys, Saigonic here. Uh, I remember on an older League cast, older episode of Leadcast, you were all thinking of possible shows or benefits for patron supporters. Um, I, another podcast I follow is PUCL Pokemon, and they have a game slash trivia show monthly. I was wondering if Leadcast has put any thought into that type of show. I loved the special edition Jeopardy episode, and would love to see more of that. I've been thinking of some games that could be on there. Number one, guess that champion. Working title, Bandle Glassmere. Players ask yes or no questions to determine which champion has been randomly selected. The competitor who guesses it in the fewest number of questions wins. To make it more difficult, a rule could be added that no game meta stuff could be asked, such as is it a mid laner? Do they rely on abilities or auto attacks? Are they a support? Uh, those questions would all be banned. Uh, number two, Lethal Tempo. The host picks a category such as champions from Noxus, abilities that start with W, or items that give attack damage. Players take turns quickly listing something from that category. Whichever player doesn't answer in the required time loses. If all items are listed, it is a tie. That sounds fun. Uh, Playful Trickster is number three. The host read two, reads two truths and a lie, and the competitors must point out the lie. Number four, the host reads a list of clues ranging from vague to specific, giving competitors the opportunity to guess the person, place, thing being clued towards first competitor to guess it wins. I think it'd be great to have patrons who are active in the community as contestants. If you'd like to explore this, I'd be more than willing to help write, produce, or even host it. Uh, Or if you want to take the idea and run with it, please feel free. Thanks for any consideration, though, Saigonic. Uh, These are all really good ideas, and I think we should um, add them to a list. Should uh, appropriate those. <laughs> yeah, because we yeah, are. Thank you hey, for those ideas, guys. We're quickly running out of uh, Zed Talk champions. Yeah, it's getting a little close, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're not. And they're not putting out characters that quick. <laughs> they're not these putting days. out characters quick. <laughs> no. Um, uh, if you follow uh, one Pokemon podcast, you should follow a Pokemon Go podcast by the name of GoCast. We always got to shout out Chris, right? <laughs> yeah. He's our father. He's he's our he's our father. <laughs> so if you if you play Pokemon Go, that is, shout out to our boy Chris, my brother. Anyway, 
Uh, thanks for the ideas. Next email from Armis. Another person who was in community games last night. Uh, hey, Leadcast, it's been a while, huh? Well, I have a good reason for that. I actually work at Riot, and I wanted to share with you guys some of the stuff we're working on. So you guys <laughs> the inside scoop. Ooh, okay. Guys, it's not like us. you have a podcast where you read emails openly or anything. <laughs> anyway, we're doing it. We're deleting Yumi from the game. You'll never see that cat again. We're also deleting Seraphine from the game, but we're giving her kit to Sona. Clearly, it was wrong of us to make another music mage. We're also deleting Viego from the game. We actually added him in too early, so to replace him for now, we're adding in Tim Kench. Also, no, we're not nerfing Leona. We're actually buffing her. Hell we're yeah. We're making it so a perfect combo can stun her enemies for 10 seconds. Hell yeah. And we're... <laughs> Is that a buff or just a... It sounds I think like that's a nerf, pretty static. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, only 10 seconds? Uh, yeah. And we're that's buffing so her W so that it's Alistair's alt on a 10-second cooldown. What do you mean? Leona W makes you tankier than Alistar ulti. I learned <laughs> that last night. Uh, also, we're nerfing Samira again so her abilities and auto attacks do one damage each. She's still far too strong. So we're hoping this change will bring her down to a level that we're comfortable with. And yes, Ari is getting another legendary skin. Sorry for the confidential information, Armis. Thanks, man. I appreciate Unir- it. Unironically, <laughs> I do think Samira's W should deal one damage. And that's yeah, it. I agree. I think it's more than fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Ironically, thanks, I Armis. do think Leona W makes you tankier than Alistar Ult. True. Uh, yes, but it's a shorter duration. Yeah, uh, yeah but it's fucked. But it's a regular One of these abilities. is an ultimate. <laughs> yeah. One of these is an ultimate. <laughs> I mean, it's what happens when you give the ability armor and MR plus just flat damage reduction from all sources. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's all- it's it's so fucked, man. All I'm saying, in the first community game, dude, I saw the Leona get Alistar booped into tower, then comboed. She took, like, six tower shots and walked out. <laughs> dude! <laughs> I was like, ah, yeah. cool. He- he took for like, no, 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 yeah, no, like that was five that was hours. Our game. That was not our game. Oh, okay. It was a different game okay. of Leona Alley, and the same result happened. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I'm like, ah, he's, yeah. I, I like just started counting. I'm like three, four, five, six tower shots. Cool. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. His health bar didn't move. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the email, Armis. Uh, I think you might not actually work at Riot Games, but thanks for the inside scoop. If you do, maybe one day, and then he will escape us. Uh, next yeah, email's yeah, from yeah. a snake named Ted. Haley Cast Crew with all the talk of Viego Buds. Bugs? Buds? Jesus. Uh, I wanted to ask for your take on a specific one I encountered. I was recently playing Viego and killed an enemy Orn and overtook his character. The Orn was level 14, and I was able to upgrade a teammate's mythic item before I returned to my Viego form. Is this a bug? If not, should it be based on the Orn's level or on the Viego's level? P.S. There are a ton of Viego, uh, bugs with Viego that I uh, still... That I have noticed. Many just cosmetics, but I still understand why he hasn't uh, been approved for pro-, pro play yet. Keep up the great work. Love the content you all put out. A snake named Ted. Riot's actually come out and said that that is an intended interaction. Yeah. Uh, which maybe shouldn't be intended. I think Viego probably shouldn't have access to any character's passive. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think that's the way you <laughs> fix him. <laughs> like, or their active fi- items. Quote, yeah. quote, fix him. Does yeah, he have, yeah. Because he does currently, right? He has access to active items, I think. Or does he? Uh, he I think, I mean, I think so. I don't see why I he would I believe wouldn't. so as well, but I'm not sure. I don't think he should. I'm not sure if he can or can't, but. He probably shouldn't, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. We're getting someone in Twitch uh, chat saying that the the active okay, items are the the actual actives are are. I definitely wasn't out. sure. If, like that was the case. Oh, or... good, 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 good. Um, yeah, that's. I think wild, we've. But he gets that. I think we've actually received confirmation that um, Viega will be ready to go for summer split. Yeah, we got a couple so. emails and a couple messages saying that he is approved now. It's just they didn't want to enable him like so early so that he he would be available for like MSI, but not like. Um, what's it called um, not playoffs playoffs yeah yeah just need time to practice on him so it's just weird Sweet. it's been three months thanks ted yeah next one is from gavin hey boys it's me gavin back with another email just to talk about a peaceful game aiden recommended last week bloons tower defense i thought it was so funny and you recommended it as a cool down as a cooldown game because me and my buddy fought bought bloons tower defense six and started playing it two months ago uh for the reason being the monkeys won't flame you in balloons, unlike the league. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> unlike in league, the monkeys will always flame you, even when they are inting too. All jokes aside, balloons is lit. Nothing better than popping some balloons and smoking some good good to chillax after mental booming and tilting <laughs> in a league yeah. game. Thanks as always for the podcast, Gavin. So I don't smoke. Glad you're enjoying. Uh, do you think Gavin smokes? By the way, he said. Smoking good, good to chillax. No, but <laughs> <laughs> that but does hey. seem like something I would say to indicate that I'm high, right? Yeah, that's yeah. I'm mean. smoking some good, good. Oh, I love when I just like chillax and smoke the good, good. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry for flame. I'm sorry for flaming you, Gavin. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bloons Tower Defense or like Tower Defense games in general are super yeah. fun. Um, Pog, when do we get League Tower Defense? I mean, there um, was one. Did you guys? Do you guys not remember the mobile game from? No, I don't. Also, was called... I was making a joke because oh, no, I remember League of Legends. Lol Runner, I think, yeah. is what it's called, or League oh. Runner, or something like that. It was not made by Riot. It was like, per... it was like they gave the IP to do it. It was so bad, man. I'll, I'll find it. Someone, somebody <laughs> needs to find this. Like, um, it, it's so bad. Yeah, like a YouTube video or something. Yeah. Um, now what they sweet. what they need to do is make a. They need to make a league tower defense that's like orcs must die. Oh, that'd yeah. be pretty sick. That'd be super. Where you, sick, where you get to play as a champion and still get to like mm-hmm. build out your defense. It'd be so hype. Yeah. Um, awesome. Thank you, Gavin. The next email is from Alexander. Howdy, Lee Cast. I'm a Silver One Mord main, and boy, would I like to sell you on switching out TP for Ghost and Exhaust. In the top lane, there are pesky duelists who are uh, just a little too agile for the slow, crushing blows. Uh, Mordekaiser likes to deliver. So to combat this uh, issue, you can speed Mord himself up or simply slow your enemy down. I figured that since you were more efficient, I figured that these were more efficient than building a Riley since it doesn't actually uh, fit into his build usually. Um, Since you need more tank after your mythic and proto belt, since you have built in magic pen on your E. I have a sounding 4-0 record against Aurelia's and 5-1 record against Jax's Jax's Jax after switching these in. Anyways, what are your thoughts on switching out TP in the top lane for combat sums? Uh, anyways, sorry for the exhaustingly long email about the heavy metal revenant Alexander. Uh, I think you can get away with uh, taking combat summoners in the, in the top lane, but you have to be really confident at your ability to read like macro situations and be where you need to be without teleport. Mm-hmm. Uh Mm-hmm. You have to be really good at wave management, and you have to basically guarantee um, that you don't lose a fight. Because if you lose a fight with combat summoners versus someone with TP, the game's kind of over. Yep. 
Um, <laughs> I I personally tend to avoid it in the top lane. One, I just, yeah, it feels terrible if you lose it and you're just fucked for the rest of the game. Uh, also, I am someone who loves TPing bot yeah. early. Um, like, I'll TP bottom at level, like, I'm level 4, bot lane's level 3, but they're fighting, and I'm playing, like, Zillion or Oriana, garbage teleport character, but it's like, what's up? I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's fight. That looks trashy. <laughs> That's terrible. I didn't link a video of the uh, lol, lol runner. Yeah, it was called Tower uh, Turret Defense. It was made by the oh. people who made a game called uh, Field Runner, so I was always calling it LOL Runner, but oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's called League of Legends Turret Defense. It's it's awful, man. That's crazy. It looks very bad. Hey. Next email we have here is from Corey. Hey, boys. It's your filthy Nico one-trick pony. Not really, but close enough. Milky, back again to ask what y'all think about Nico as a four-role flex pick. Obviously, Nico is meant to go mid, but she also sees plays as a support in a similar way to Brand. She has an AD build uh, for taking her as AD carry, but she can also just be built as an AP carry, which I personally feel is better. Recently, I've also seen her top uh, when Gwen gets picked or banned, or if I think it's a losing matchup, or I've been taking her top when Gwen is, okay, uh, or if it's a losing matchup for Gwen because I'm so comfortable on Nico. Top Nico's a strange beast. She can go burst mage, tank, or AP bruiser, or the godforsaken AD build, all depending. Uh, the only role I've yet to make work is Nico jungle, and I think she could be a candidate to be made a jungler similar to Morgana, seeing as her Q does the second and third burst on large jungle monsters. Maybe it's because I'm a filthy Nico main that uh, I think she can do well in all these roles, but I really do think she has the ability to be a four role flux pick with enough time and practice put into her. Anyways, I'd like to hear what y'all have to think about our favorite tomato being able to be flexed in so many roles, and if you think she'll get nerfed at some point considering her amount of CC and damage. Have a good one, and Kaom Sohenas. You should, um, I don't... You should, uh, message Jacode on our Discord or check out the VOD from Community Night not this past week, but the week before or two weeks, I guess, ago. Um, Which was the 14th or the 21st of April? The 14th, yeah. Um, the 14th one. Um, because he played Nico Jungle that game. Uh, and he did really well with it. So he, he seems to think it's pretty decent, so you should try it out. Mm-hmm. I, I would love if they took away the nonsense three-hit passive from her kit. And just like deleted her AD on hit build, but if she was a viable jungler, I think that could mm-hmm. be cool. I, f- I think she's got a pretty good kit to fit as a jungler, but like I feel like her clone should. I don't think her ability is similar to how LeBlanc's used to and how yeah. Wukong's does now, mm-hmm. but like not do any damage, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yeah, no damage, no CC. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think she's fine in, honestly, most of those roles. I don't think she's good in the jungle. Uh, I don't think she has the clear or the ganking ability to to match the meta junglers at the moment. Um, but the fact that she's that viable or that, that like, flexible, I suppose, is, is really good. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Nice. Thank you, Corey. 
Um, next email is from Christian. Last week I sent three guides on off-meta junglers, and I promised I'd send more, so here it is. Again, I don't really recommend most of the junglers in this guide for ranked, uh, but they are all really fun. Jungler number one, Maokai. I'm very familiar with jungle Maokai. Yeah. Tank junglers almost always work well, especially with those with healing or damage reduction, but I don't know about Maokai, to be honest. The main problems with Maokai is his clear and dueling. His, however, his ganks are absolutely fantastic. Um, the point-and-click four-second CC he has makes his gank easier than playing Garen. His build is nothing special. You just build the usual, except Aftershock instead of Grasp. Highly recommend this if you just want to have fun. Jungler number two, Nasus. Nasus is a pretty weird case where you take ghosts to gank lanes uh, when you should farm for 30 minutes and get uh, 1,000 stacks. Yes, this is possible. His speed is decent. His ganks are also pretty solid with a slow on W, but his early game is what makes him bad. He's literally free invades when playing uh, against Nasus jungler, uh, jungle, but as long as you play around his strengths, you should be fine. Uh, you want phase rush because that rune is so good for any jungler. You build Divine Sunderer into Deadmans and then just more tank. I'd say he's solid, but he has a really weak early game. And since this that is what the meta is balanced around right now, he's not the best. Number three, Garen. Garen is sort of Master Yi without the insane scaling, but he makes up for it in a lot of other ways. You, until late game, he he's actually better than Yi in every way. He has better 1v1s, has insane clears. He can actually full clear faster than Hecarim and has fa uh, better ganks. But he has the same problems as Yi. His early ganks are dog water. Uh, he has the bonus move speed from his Q, but that's all. Uh, when he gets his mythic, everything is fine. You can go for any gapping mythic. Prowler's Claw if you want to do more damage. Ken Tank if your team needs a tank. And Stridebreaker if you want to do more of uh, both. Um, the build is simple. Any of the non-lethality mythics into Deadmans and then Black Cleaver. After that, do whatever. You can uh, even take Essence Reaver. If you want more damage, you can actually build Lethality Garen Jungle. But then I recommend either Ghost or Predator, since most characters can run away uh, from you, even with Prowlers. That's all for this week's email. Also, my name is not Christian. IDK, why it is that way? I'm Simon, Swedish Simon. Uh, I'm still not sorry for the <laughs> length of my email, Swedish Simon. Yes, you guys are the best. You have helped me through the toughest time in my life. Thanks for being off it. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> we start need to say the last part that I wrote down there. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I I appreciate you listening. I'm glad we were to help help you through some tough times. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think these junglers are all kind of unmeta, but maybe fringe viable in yeah. certain cases yeah like they're low b c tier like again playable if you're better than the elo wing you're in definitely playable mm -hmm. and otherwise they have strengths but they also have glaring weaknesses <laughs> yeah. you're kind of that just, should be punished by a good jungle. you're kind of just handicapping yourself if you're trying to climb with these characters in these yeah. roles um but yeah maybe your your signature on your phone or whatever is set up to say Christian because that's what it says. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks. So, uh, Swedish Simon. Yeah. Next email from Spencer. looks like a round table answer. Uh, so the first character idea is for when you don't have a keyboard uh, and you need to have lethal tempo to make this work. Passive, center passive, Q, Kaisa passive, W, vein W, E, twisted fate E, R, Brom passive. <laughs> uh, second character idea. When you gotta kill those enemy champions, but they're way over there. <laughs> I love that summary. Uh, passive. Vigar passive. 
<laughs> Q, Vigar Q, W, Ash Alt, E, Gangplank Alt, R, Karthus Alt. One or both of these might break the rules of the exercise, but I wasn't sure. How viable slash OP are they? I, I mean, they're, they're something. I, I feel like... The first one, maybe. You're just describing... Yeah, the first one, I think, would be doable. Um, the second one, I think, the, is the, terrible. You just put... It's it's terrible, but you gave it a bunch of alts. Um, if you're going to go that route, you might as well just fucking full-on, like, global skill shot alts mm-hmm. and be like, Ezreal, Jinx, Ash, Draven. Give him the 480 carry combo and just hope that you hit the Ash ult first so yeah. that everything else lands. Um, but yeah, thanks for the email, Spencer. And uh, thanks for the champions, or the the combinations. Nice. Next email is from Dippy. Uh, you said that part of the problem with jungle is that camps uh, champs who clear it fast also clear it healthy. What if there was a mechanic where killing a camp causes you to take damage equal to its missing patience? The junglers who abuse patience or do two camps at once will have a cost, uh, or you suffer a slow based on patience. I don't know. I think there's a good idea here somewhere. I'm just uncertain of what it is. P.S. Before you go get your vaccine, check the calendar to make sure you're going the right week. But this Wednesday, I unlock uh, superpowers, Dippy. Um, make sure that it's at a.m. instead of p.m. or whatever. I that think the joke was that last week he said he was getting his vaccine, which obviously yeah. messed up. That's funny. Um, I was just getting ahead mm-hmm. of Colton uh, making an airport joke. Yeah. Um, I so. do think that like if you do just want to go the road of like uh, fucking up junglers who abuse like multi-camping, then just literally make it so you can't multi-camp. Like, that just seems like an easier solution than this weird patience thing. It's just go, yeah, you can't aggro two different things, or else the first one that you aggro, like, de-aggros. Yeah, I was going to say, the the thing about mm-hmm. this, like, it, keeping it locked behind patience is that the junglers who clear slow are the ones who usually, I would imagine, ha- have lower patience values because they have to kite the camp, mm-hmm. right? If you're playing Udyr, the only reason it's it has low patience is because you're doing two camps at once. Yeah. Like, you, you don't need to kite the camp as Udyr, but you need to do that as Karthus or as Maokai or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I think this punishes slower clearing junglers even more, unfortunately. Yeah, but. that's fair. Yeah, I I think the only way I could maybe see it, if, and I don't think this is probably the way to go about it, but you could maybe make the jungle items healing, like, scale up over time in combat. Mm-hmm. So right. the ones who are doing it really fast mm. get like almost no healing from it. But even yeah, then, that's like, probably a good it's, idea. You'd have to have it like ticking at a really like quick rate. It would have to, be and e- it would be it, uh, yeah, it'd be it'd be really tough to balance it properly. You're just but, making uh, jank systems at that point that are trying to like fix a problem, mm-hmm. but probably are creating more. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, thanks for the email, Dippy, and uh, good luck with your vaccine. I hope you do get superpowers. Cool. Did I read that one? It's my turn to read. Yeah, okay. no, yeah, you did, <laughs> and then I, and then I was dumb and thought it was your turn again. Uh, it's this one's from Ringdosu. Uh, hey, Lee Cass, recently had my monthly coaching session with Nick pog, pog, pog. for being a fifty-dollar patron. Do recommend. I've learned a lot already. Uh, during that session, we reviewed a game where I played Nico, and afterwards we checked my OP.GG and saw that I technically don't we checked have your UGG. a new champion. Yeah. Yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, and I play a different champ almost every game, 
uh, and that I should focus on a smaller set of champions. Anyways, my question is this. Is it better to one-trick pony and only play one or two or three champions and be really good at them, or to play more variety of champs to be better, uh, to better understand the champions by playing them? Because I feel like both sides are right, but there is there really a best way to help with ranked and climbing? Uh, P.S. I played a couple of Sichuani games this weekend and I found out I really enjoy her. She's fairly strong and has a pretty low pick rate. Would she be worth picking up due to less people, especially at low elo, knowing how to play against her? Thanks so much, Rindosu. Uh, so I think real quick for that final thing, I think Sejuani's pretty decent right now. Uh, she does a lot of damage and has crazy CC and pick potential. If you like her, definitely feel free to play her. I think um, you almost definitely have to play her with a melee carry, like Aurelia, who auto-attacks. Um, Aurelia, hmm. Trindamir, um, Yasuo, characters <laughs> like that. Yeah, I would say uh, that makes her much, much stronger. At the very least, really try and avoid her if you have, like, a ranged support and, like... Uh, again, if you don't have one of those things. Like, I, I think if you have a melee support and your top laner is, like, a tank who's not m maybe going to proc it quickly, but will, that's fine. But, like, man, it is a shit existence to be a Sichuani with four range Five range. Like, yeah, team. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pick it with Brom and then uh, fucking nut at the auto attack CC. Yeah, and then just win the game. Um, so it's a good thing that Nick did your session because obviously I don't know what maining a character <laughs> is. Been Zach? Yeah, for like eight games. I do have a pretty that's good that's analysis. How, that's of, how it works. Uh, of learning the game and like how to play, like his like how to answer his question, I guess. Um, sure. I think that like if you're just trying to climb, you should narrow your champion pool and role pool like as small as you can. Like have like one character, then have an off character for like counter matchups or whatever, right? That's mm -hmm. like the best possible way because learning every single matchup is way more valuable than learning everything else. That being said, if you have the games to play, man, if you get crushed by say Aatrox every game, let's just say, right? Then the best way to learn how to beat Aatrox is playing Aatrox a couple times and realizing where his weaknesses are. Um, yeah. That being said, if you don't have the games to play, then you should just continue to like one trick, right? Like in theory, yeah. If if you could play every single character at one hundred and ten percent, that's the way to go. But no one can do that. No one has the time to do that. No one has the skill to do that, right? So you should just be one tricking mm -hmm. if your goal is to purely climb. If your goal is to get better at the game overall, or like to uh like learn certain matchups more in depth, then try those characters, play those characters, learn what makes them tick, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, I think Aiden made a really good point where if you're trying to win solo queue games, one trick. And again, like, that's something that we'll say a lot versus if you're trying to, like, air quotes get better because that the only point that that, that get better versus win solo queue really has any weight is if you're playing, like, consistent tournaments and or scrims mm -hmm. or trying to go LCS where there's actually a threat of your champion pool being punished, yeah. right? You can play up to top 10 ladder challenger as a one trick and be just fine. Because, hey, guess what? If they ban your one trick, you can probably just dodge or get away with something mm -hmm. else. Like, it's, it's not a huge deal. But there's, there, there's a reason that, like, professional players don't one trick and are more about having a diverse champion pool. One, like their coach is going to want to draft certain team comps and they're going to need to be able to be a role player sometimes but like 
to win solo queue, you don't need that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm personally someone who's always been play a bunch of characters, play a bunch of roles, try and be well-rounded. Uh, it doesn't normally do well in solo queue, but hey, that's how I play the game. Yeah. That's, Thanks for right. the email, Rindosu, and uh, we'll see you next month for some more coaching. Yeah. Um, sweet. Next email's from Elliot. Uh, all right, I've enjoyed a smattering of anime here and there, but recently have felt the urge to watch it more. Does this make me a waifu? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the first anime I've watched all the way through uh, was Parasite, and holy fuck, talk about a fascinating concept and a great plot. Plus, the action was good, too. Now I have to ask one simple question, just one. Do I dare take on the anime giant, pun intended, that is Attack on Titan? Uh, and this leads to the conclusion of this email, and yay, League of Legends, I think. Uh, oh, and one more thing, is Helsing watch worth watching, uh, Elliot? I don't know anything about Helsing because it's not JoJo. Um, <laughs> Parasite was good. Helsing is a Helsing is a good time. Um, I would say if you're just kind of dipping your toe in anime or like just kind of getting into it, I wouldn't probably recommend Helsing as one of the first ones. It's, it's slow at some points and gets kind of weird. Um, I, I think there are a lot like shorter, easy to digest, like entertaining things out on the market right now. Um, do you want if you want to take on Attack on Titan? I think it's five seasons, not terribly long. It's also super popular. So, if you're the kind of person who loves going into like fan forums and talking to mm-hmm. other people about a show, uh, it has never been a better time to be a fan of you know I think anime period. But like Attack on Titan right now is huge. If you want to talk to people about it, that you're going to find plenty of people. Um, there are also, I think, in our Discord are just a bunch of anime fans. If you're looking for recommendations, if you want a particular type of show, like if you want a fighting show, a mystery show, <laughs> if you want something that's just got really pretty art or that's just like really low key feel good, I mean, there. Watch JoJo it, for it, all it, those it, things. Yeah, watch JoJo <laughs> for every one of those things. Um, I it's it's a medium with a lot of you know different areas, so big range. Ex- explore i would recommend like. getting into attack on titan in like like start watching it in the next like couple months sort of thing my favorite way to watch a show is like shows go on for a long time and guess what it sucks waiting like a year for a new season to come out of a show right the yeah. best way to watch a show i think mm-hmm. is watching it up until a season's about to come out you know what i mean so like you like kind of get to watch it at your own pace like as it's coming out and then as soon as like the season starts you get to watch it week to week and like it, it feels gas watching like a show that you're into like uh, on a week to week basis. So that's what I would recommend. Mm-hmm. Jojo Fridays. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, they come realistically back. go on our discord, uh, go to the anime land channel and then at Stinoles, Yeah. And he'll tell you everything you need to know about anime. Yeah. Man knows. Thank you, Elliot. He'll tell you about yeah. Jojo. He won't tell you about Jojo. Yeah. Unfortunately. Sedge. Uh, next emails from Roman nine. Uh, howdy, Leadcast. How are you today? I've got lots to talk about, so I'll try to be concise. Firstly, a couple weeks ago, you talked about the job of creating <laughs> new soup flavors. I don't remember this, but it might have been on the show. I, I remember it, yeah. Uh, I, can't, I can't speak to that directly, but one of my father's friends was a cereal maker for General Mills a few years ago, so I do have a bit of insight into that whole process. Apparently, it was a boardroom of people who would come up with the new idea for a flavor, which would then go to the creators. They would create a new cereal using chemistry and in-kitchen experimentation. 
I've heard talk about a few of my favorite games recently in Doom and Breath of the Wild. I obviously love these games because of the music and story, but most of all because they make me feel cool. This is why I'd like to recommend Ghost Runner. Uh, it is without a doubt the coolest I've ever felt playing a game. Uh, finally, the league talk. In the past few episodes, I've heard a lot of talk about Senna, who I think is actually bu- or is absolutely busted. Picture this, an inting mid lane, a losing top, a tilted Hecarim who wants to FF15, and a center Vigar bot lane saying we outscale. Flash forward 40 minutes, a triple kill, two quadra kills, and a soloed elder. Hecarim apologizes to me. I even think she's strong uh, early as have I gotten a number of level 1 and level 2 kills because of her insane poke and Q range. Don't even get me started on Grasp Senna. Uh, also, I played a bunch of Alawi last week when she was free. I had at least 80% win rate in more than half of my games or S ranks. I had so many 1v2 to 1v4 gank wins, even getting my second Penta ever completely solo. She feels so strong I can't understand why she isn't more popular. Uh, my apologies for the Mrs. Incredibles dump truck of an ass sized email <laughs> with sure. love, Roman. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, to speak about the soup and cereal flavors, I don't have any commentary. Ghost Runner, have either of you guys played it? Or no? no or I have heard not. anything about it? I have not. Um, well, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll take it with a grain of salt, and I'm sure there will be plenty of our listeners who do check it out and play it. So, yeah. if, you, if you do play it, hit up, hit up our boy Roman and tell him what you thought. Uh, League Talk. Senna. Yeah, uh, who would have thought that an infinite range scaling character <laughs> could get kind of fucked? Don't worry, Maybe, infinite range, if, but also has crit scaling in the kit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what if they, like, hard-capped her range? Where it's like, at 100 stacks, your range doesn't get bigger anymore. It just damage. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> As for Alawi, uh, I mean, the biggest thing is that, like, they have to opt into it. And when they do, she's fucked. But if you just don't walk at the Alawi, you just kind of win because she does. She can't make you fight her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the, that's the biggest issue she has. Um, but awesome! Thank you for the email, Roman. Hopefully, we answered all your questions. Uh, next email is from Hollow Frost. Uh, Haley Cast Podcast. I've been playing League for almost ten months now, and I found your podcast. I found your podcast a few months ago after starting, which made me love the game even more. I mainly play top lane. And a little bit of support, and my favorite champ is Mordekaiser, with a 61% win rate on 55 matches. Wow. I played ranked for the first time this month and got to bronze one. I've only played 15 or so games, but the main problem I'm having is understanding callouts, terms, and general knowledge uh, other players um, use, and I've gotten flamed a few times for not knowing information. So I was wondering what you guys think is the most important information in callouts a player should know. Sorry for the long email. Love the podcast, Hollow Frost. Ooh, um... That's a really tough one. You, how do you even start this? It's a tough one off, like I guess, like off rip because it's hard to think about what we use as terminology and stuff, right? Like obviously, yeah. like the basics of knowing what an MI is. Like, oh, you didn't call an MI. Well, if you don't know what an MI is, like how how you know what that is? It's missing in action, right? It's when mm-hmm. your lane leaves, you say he's MIA or you're missing ping now because like League has pings. It didn't used to have pings, uh-huh. uh, and then yeah. your teammates then know that this guy could be somewhere on the map, right? Uh, so it's like, I don't know if you know that, for example, right? It's like hard to gauge your knowledge, I guess. There, 
there has to be a beginner's guide to like League of Legends slang yeah. that you should probably look mm-hmm. into. I imagine someone's made that on YouTube. Um, but yeah, I would. I, I would that's say probably to your best start. Bet. Yeah, look for some guides. Um, otherwise, there's part of it is just gonna have to be like play games and hope that when they say it and start flaming you for it, just like say. Hey, I'm not familiar with that term. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. it's gonna suck because it's probably the asshole who's flaming you about it who's gonna yeah. then have to tell you. But it'll help. Um, as like or a your real best bet is like as soon thing, as they use it, just Google it. Yeah, that's also not a bad that too. Thing, honestly, um, or earlier, yeah, like after the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Aside from that, like most jungle camps have multiple like common names. Um, and a lot of them are not the actual name of the camps. Yeah. Uh, so like, right, Krugs, some people call them like Rocks or Golems still. Um, right. Raptors. Chickens is Raptors. Uh, or some people still call them Race. Yeah, Race. Not many, but. What is their real uh, name? Red. The Raptors. Quick quiz. Are they, oh, they're not Raptors? Raptors. They're Razorbeaks. Oh yeah, Razorbeaks. Are they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Uh, red buff is like the the red brambleback some bullshit. It's, it's red buff, it's, you know. Red, yeah, buff, red buff, blue buff, uh, and blue sentinels. It's just blue buff. You know, wolves are pretty much just wolves. Gromp is pretty much just Gromp, but uh, Scuttle's got a whole bunch of fucking names. Scuttle crab is the little dude that runs up and down the river, and when you kill him, he makes a little run fast shrine. Um, again, just look out for them and Google it. Uh, or, you know, hit up hit up some of the dudes in, in our league cast Discord and be like, yo, what the fuck are all of these terms? I'm sure I'm sure someone out there's got like a hundred nicknames for Rift Herald. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Hollow. Good luck. And there's also a lot of people who just use inside jokes, so don't feel like every time somebody calls it something else, it's actually a thing. Like we call Meeps Chingles. And I don't, I don't know anyone else who does that. I still remember the night that we came up with the chingles, by the way. <laughs> Can yeah. you describe We're, it? Because I don't. We, it was 6v6 hexakill, uh, twisted tree line. Uh-huh. And we were playing, I was playing bard, and I think we, I referred to them as a chingle. Uh, and okay. ever since then, it was, <laughs> I just remember like, dude, why didn't they brought back 6v6 hexakill on twisted tree line? Like, that's crazy. That, that was such. Well, twisted tree line doesn't exist. I mean, I'm sure they haven't removed from the game files yet, I don't think. No, um, I, I know. I'm just but it's playing. like that. What a good game mode that they play. They did mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember Plimble, Plimble and Plumble? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, everyone. Everyone knows Plimble yeah. and Plumble. Anyway, thanks for the email, Hollow Frost. Uh, good luck uh, brushing up on your league terminology. Make some flashcards. Yeah. <laughs> Study. There will be a. This yeah. Will be get get a picture of Grump on one side, and on the back it just says Grumpus. Uh, Casey Strangers got the next email. Had a random idea for content similar to Zed Talks. I think a here's what you need to know series might be cool. Basically just mini champion spotlights that try to cut through the huge amount of information in the game and focus on the few most important things that you need to keep in mind when playing alongside or against different champions. Uh, less focused on champions you actually play, since presumably you'll research them more closely. For scrubs like me, there'd be some real benefit to being 
told to watch out for key abilities, item spikes, and common strategies for different champions. And since the whole idea would not be to get, or sorry, would be to not get too detailed on any particular champion, you could go through them pretty quickly. The biggest knock on the idea is probably that it would appeal less to experienced players. However, there still might be some interesting discussion about what aspects of each champion most dictate how you play with or against them, and which are more peripheral. Anyway, obviously no worries if you don't do it, and thanks for all the work you do put into the cast. Casey Stranger. I really like that idea. I think, it, uh, Yeah, I think so too. I, I think it lends itself better to a um, visual medium than <laughs> it does to an audio one, um, but it's a good idea. Yeah, this uh, this reminds me of something I was a part of uh, season three. Um, there were a bunch of different people who were, we were all like working on a Google Doc, which was just like a air quotes meta proof guide to League of Legends, which yeah. were just like general how to interact with other characters. Like this is what you look out for against an Ari and stuff. And it's a lot of work to get them all. Um, and as meta-proof as you want to make it, it does still change when they rework characters, items, etc. Like, the the how to play against X character changes a lot when they have access to Prowler's yeah. Claw now. Uh, that being said, I think definitely there's, uh, there's some room there. In the meantime, you can always look out for one-tricks of those characters on YouTube, like... I know it's going to be a much deeper dive, but if you really want to learn the ins and outs of a character, man, like go find somebody who's got a thousand yeah. games on that character. The best way. And they're going to tell you the good shit. Uh, and we have a, a follow-up email. So, yeah. Oh. Well, next one's also from Casey Stranger, so I'll read this too. Uh, hey there, got a question for you. I last played League in 2016, and I'm interested in getting back into ranked. I'm still extremely rusty and still learning a lot about the things that have changed, and I was only silver 5 at the height of my powers. So I'm not exactly a newbie, but I've got a lot to get used to. I usually see it recommended to new players to start with games versus AI, and then move to casuals, then to ranked. My question is, if I'm not too worried about getting flamed or placing low, is there any reason not to just dive straight into ranked once I've played a couple refresher games on all my champions? I feel like the more competitive environment might help me learn faster in the long run. Uh, so I'd say quick answer would be, like, get back familiar with your characters and the items that you buy on them now, because that's going to be very different from 2016. I would say put in, like, maybe 50 to 100 ARAM games, like, because you're going to be playing against a lot of characters that you have no idea what they do or who they are. And the best way to just learn that quickly is play a ton of ARAM You'll get your mechanics back quickly. You'll remember how to team fight. You'll learn the items. You'll learn the characters, and then you can jump back into the game. Like, I think that's the quickest way to like refresh yourself and learn this season. Mm -hmm. I'll say fuck it, jump in. The only thing you're ruining is your accounts MMR, uh, and you can always make another yeah. account. Yeah, but Who if cares? you don't want to tank your if MMR, you... yeah. If you're okay with it, though, go for it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, stranger. Uh, thanks for the emails. Yeah, next email's from Jay Picante. Hey, Lee Cast, first time emailing in as I was really interested in this week's roundtable question. Instead of just coming up with some good ability combos, I decided to make a whole new character around the ideas I had. Meet Gladius, Pantheon's brother. Aesthetically and stats-wise, he would be similar to Pantheon, but with a sword instead of a spear. Uh, he would use Poppy's passive to throw a shield to his target, but since his count, it counts as a basic attack... Uh, 
Comboing it with Nasus's Siphoning Strike would allow him to do a big chunk of damage from range periodically and allow him to farm his Q even easier in tough lane matchups. For uh, his other uh, two basic abilities, he would have Yego's Blade of the Rune King ability, um, which would cause his Nasus Q empowered auto attacks to proc twice with the Vein Tumble, adding a ton of damage to those double procced attacks as well. For an ultimate, Leona's Solar Flare would allow him to lock down slippery enemies before absolutely annihilating them with one range to double proc Nasus Q, and that's without even mentioning the sustain from Viego's passive and Poppy's shield from passive. Gladius too powerful to be allowed into the pantheon of League of Legends champions. Jay Picante. Nice. Nice uh, nice pun at the end there. Um, that sounds cool. I don't know if it would double proc Nasus Q, um, but... It would be really cool. That I think that character sounds sick. Yeah, awesome. Definitely, Dope. yeah. Pantheon with a sword. Thanks, Jay. Yeah. Uh, next email is from Thoriander. I have two ideas for the roundtable. First is champion with Ramus's Q, Hecarim E, Udir E, and Shaco R. <laughs> so that there are two zooming boys on the map. Second idea I have is Shaco Q, Master Yi Q, Warwick Q, and Cassidin R. Man, that seems toxic. Dope. <laughs> Thoriander. <laughs> um, thanks, Thoriander. Next email is from Caleb. Uh, hey, all, it's your local CS god. Um, here to ask you all some questions. First, I played in Community Night recently and enjoyed it so much. Typically, I live uh, since I live on the West Coast, I don't get off of work in time for it. However, I found that in Arum, I got screwed over by the different perspective multiple times. How do I combat this? Second, I have been traveling a lot um and finally got a good laptop to play league on as i played yesterday on 50 ping i noticed how well i was sidestepping and matching flashes especially how well i could kite i played ash with blade of the rune king runon's kraken phantom and attack if you choose so kiting was pretty simple anyway um do you think it was just the ping difference i was feeling or me getting a bit better thank you for all of the great content and amazing community the length of this email cannot and shall not be described as long therefore i have nothing to apologize for smiley face caleb um I mean, it depends on the swap. If you went from, you, you know, 150 to 200 ping and then down to 50, maybe that could be pretty noticeable. But if you went from, like, I think 80 to 50, that's probably not enough for you to notice if you're not playing, like, back-to-back -back or, or, like, uh -huh. uh, swapping from one to the other, like, pretty instantly. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably your play. Um, I, I can say personally, like I don't, I have pretty stable ping now, but like back in the day, it would jump around a lot, and even at high ping, especially like I think kiting is one of the ones that you can still do. It's just you need to like understand that you're clicking where you're going to be in like you know point one yeah. seconds and not right now. Um, it's, it's probably just your play getting better. But again, if it was super high before it might've helped. Yeah. Um, yeah. Keep improving. Thanks, Caleb. Good luck. Final email of the night from a stock Supra. Uh, and the email begins the stock Supra here. A couple episodes ago, y'all had a conversation about Mordekaiser ult interactions. And I thought I'd share a couple interesting slash useful ones. As a bit of a Mord enthusiast myself, I sometimes buy two control wards on Mordekaiser specifically uh gold allowing because his realm is a separate map allowing you to place a control ward in a bush that may be in your realm without sacrificing one that you have placed outside mm. of the realm 
This is particularly useful for not wasting your potentially long trinket cooldown if the enemy tries to kite into a bush to deny vision. Another interaction I find particularly bullshit is that to my knowledge, Akali's Shroud is the only persistent world effect that follows Mord into the Death Realm. This means that either Akali has magical trans-dimensional technology, or she has employed uh, in the service of making a little smoke, or Riot decided that their favorite champion shouldn't have a counter like that. Other particularly <laughs> useful applications of Mordalt are the mind games you can play with the enemy abilities. My personal favorite is casting R on an Orn who has just blown his horn, only to be teleported away from his ult and smacked into next week. They usually won't ult in my face for the remainder of the game. While the stats and the 7 second, seven second CC are powerful for sure, I think the true power of Mordecai's ult comes in the mind games you can play with your enemies. That being said, with the release of Gwen and the buffs Mordekaiser's been given, I'm curious in your opinions on the state of AP bruisers. Riot keeps buffing Mordekaiser's damage to compensate, and I worry that they may make the same mistake with Gwen, when I believe the issue lies with the itemization. After Riftmaker, it feels as though I am forced to either itemize as a full tank or sacrifice any teamfight survivability at all to get damage. I'd propose bringing down base damage slash scalings to compensate for either retooling underutilized mage items into bruiser items or adding some new ones entirely. I think this also ends up solving the Mordekaiser specific frustration of playing an AD top and seeing Mord come back to lane with the Seekers, Bramble, and Tabbies and beating you down with base damages uh, while you can't do anything to him. I think there's something that needs to be done if Riot plans to continue expanding this champion archetype. What are your thoughts? Uh, this email definitely ended up being longer than I intended, but oh well. Thanks for the great podcast. Keep it up. A stock Supra. Um, AP Bruisers, man. I, I don't know if AP Bruisers can actually exist in the game. I think they're too similar to tanks, and if AP Bruiser items are good, hey, guess what? Amumu's not building full tank. I'll tell you that. He's not building <laughs> yeah. full AP. I'll tell you that. Uh, Galio's mm -hmm. not building building full tank or AP. I'll tell you that. Like... There's these tank characters that will abuse these items, and I think, like, I, I would wager that's probably why AP Bruisers as a class and our archetype don't have, like, a lot of presence in the game, mm -hmm. is because their items are just going to be busted on every other role. Uh, yeah, I think that you've, you've nailed it, and I think it's part of the issue with even AD Bruisers too, where, like, the, the concept of a Bruiser is really tough, because those items are going to get abused by somebody else. And I think with AP Bruisers, it's even worse in a way, because you're going to have the magic damage tanks who abuse them, and you're also going to have then just, like, mid laners who build tank now. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, you're going to have people who are just like, oh, okay, cool, I can, I can play a 4k health rise with, like, 150, 150 resists, but still do fine damage. Okay, no, no, right, no, no. Let, me, now, let me give you a better example, because... The, the character that's going to abuse us the most is Cassidin. Like it's a <laughs> it's a four k HP Cassidin with one fifty one fifty, who is still one hitting your entire team because his ult has insane scalings. Like I did yeah, it last right? season with, with full tank Cassidin. I I don't mm -hmm. I just don't think yeah. this archetype can exist. Unfortunately, I I, I think if you want to do it, it it requires a lot of like unique interactions or like only x characters can get this item and that's really tough 
Yeah. Uh, it's it's really hard to balance it well, and I think what that ultimately comes to is that they're probably not going to be S tier, and that hopefully you can find a way to play them that works. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, so this is something that people have been complaining about for a long time. Maybe Riot fixes it. Maybe it breaks the game even more. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, again, it's it's weird because like, you, you want to know who's a really good AP bruiser right now? Zach. You don't build any AP Zach, items, exactly. but he's an AP bruiser, right? Yeah. Like, you want to know who's a really, really good AP bruiser? A Mumu. You don't build any AP items, but he still does a billion magic damage. Like, yeah. tanks do so much damage. And I think that if they really wanted to make AP Bruisers as an archetype work, they need to, like, reallocate so much damage off of tanks. And the only way to really compensate for that would be to give them, like, more CC. And then you have to also make AD carries do more damage because they're going to get CC'd more. But if the AD carries get more damage and you have to, like, fix mages, right? Like, it just all snowballs into itself where to make them fit in the current game you have to, like, shift every other archetype as well. Mm-hmm. But thanks for uh, the email. That being said, <laughs> they can do that. The, I of Legends not, 2 problems. I didn't know most of those Mordecai's interactions. The, the Ward one is yeah. really cool. Um, yeah. So thank you I for that. I wonder if it stays I, there. I mean, Like, probably. the next time you alt, is it still there? Probably, yeah. Probably, right? Kind of hype. Probably, yeah. Thanks for the email, Supra. That'll do it for this episode of Leadcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to uh, send us an email and be one of the lucky 21, uh, you can send us send it to mail at leadcastpodcast.com. Uh, check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash bluebasket and slash leadcastfrost are where we stream. I can't talk. Uh, tweet at us at Leadcast on Facebook. We are Leadcast. Join our Discord, leadcastpodcast.com forward slash Discord. Or visit our website, leaguecastpodcast.com. Finally, support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash leaguecast. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.